Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Take 12 if you want to run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. It's the Take 12 Podcast, Super Bowl Extravaganza. On this episode, we fire up the microphones and Lofa takes us through his Super Bowl experience. We've talked about it here before on the show, but, you know, there's some new things to uncover and and I have questions and natural curiosities and things like that. And then we walk through the other Seahawks Super Bowls also since why not they're our team and they've been there three times it's a therapy session a the two of, a, of you had therapy together Seahawk, really Seahawks is. therapy session let them know session. Katie yeah yeah well listen as Seahawks fans couldn't we all use a bit so commiserate Memories. with us and celebrate with us also <laughs> like the corner of my mind <laughs> but before we do that let me tell you about Wiener Schnitzel two locations in western Washington Everett and Fife go on in today do a little something different for lunch Mention the Take 12 podcast. Get a free hot dog with any other purchase, whether it's the corn dogs, the chili dogs, or anything off of their uh, $3 meal menu. It's all good at Wiener Schnitzel, and we love them and appreciate them for their support. Go on in and uh, support them while you listen to our conversation. Here it is. Recording over there. Now let me record over here. He's already talking. I can't press record fast enough. What's the vibes today? It's Super Bowl vibes, man. Hey, oh, Lofa, you know a thing or two about the Super Bowl. Don't let me interrupt what you were saying. I had to press record. Keep going. Oh, it was just, you know, I don't want to bring that energy into the show. No, come on. You said you want to hear my best Super Bowl moment. I do. Oh, well, first I said, fuck the Super Bowl. Then... (laughs) Then I That's said, right, I forgot about that part. I've got a, I've got a Super Bowl moment for you. Okay. The highlight of my Super Bowl, you know, I would say it was being named team captain, but the only reason I'm going to say that is because I got to shake Tom Brady's hand. How about that? <sighs> Boo. I knew that would make you mad. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> No. Is that the th- MVP from the previous year gets to do the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, have you ever hung with Tom other than that or ever met him in other moments or just at the 50-yard line? No, that was it. Oh. <laughs> grand open and grand closing. <laughs> well, never say never. But, He's out there now. But there could be a conspiracy theory. Right. Oh, I'm into those. We we could do one of those. McNeil, you listening? At oh, that handshake, McNeil. At that handshake, uh-huh. you seen Space Jam, where sure. the Monstars stole the power. Tom could have stolen my power. Yeah, he might have. You maybe you were too starstruck out back, there. I was coming off back to back national titles. 
going right into a Super Bowl, it was rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, he went back to the divisional. That's cool. <laughs> but man, how many? So wait a minute. For him, how many times you have were? You done that? that was wait a second. He had three already. That was yeah. I was gonna say because that was he had. Oh, one was his first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And then three and four. <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> and then he's got four more. <laughs> And then more, and then more, and then more. Yeah. You have to have a better Super Bowl moment than that. Um, I really, nothing's coming to mind. Oh, come on. It was, it was in Detroit. Yeah. You know, not, not like LA or Phoenix or the Superdome, like you dream about when you're growing up. It was in Detroit. (laughs) Well, they had a brand new stadium after all, and the bus was from there. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theory. I wasn't going to get to that conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Because it's not a theory. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, no, man. The big game. The big, big game. Yeah. Yeah, it's Super Bowl week, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Do I do the opening? No, I do the opening... At the, oh yeah, we're already in the conversation. It feels like it's been two weeks since we talked, but we just talked last week. No, you can leave it in. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Lofa, it's Super Bowl week, man. Um, I mean, you come on. You have to have memories of the game a bit, or was it all a blur? Take us through it. You've been in a Super Bowl. You're the only one here who has been, so you got to... You gotta bring us, shed some light on it for us a little bit. Were we ever really in it, Brett? Dude, you guys were so in it, bro. Are you kidding me? It was yours, yeah, and I, I know it's painful. And I, you know, I know it's painful for a lot of Hawk fans. I don't. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But I just from I, I mean, I, I never really expected to get the chance to really talk to someone who got to live it, and I'm interested in it. So that's why I have to ask I mean, questions. It's, it's everything you imagine. You know, um, the buildup, everything leading up to the game. It's a production, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's no longer football as you know it. Like, yeah. Um, but it is all a blur to me, probably because I tried really? to like just put it away as yeah. far as I could, right? What take it? Um, can you take us through the game a little bit? Do you have any memories of the game itself, like specific moments where? You know, you thought, oh, you know, because you guys, you guys were playing great. I mean, and you're obviously getting hosed. <laughs> we know, man. But you know, there were. There, are there any moments that stick out from the game and the sidelines and kind of what you were going through? And you remember moments with the guys or the coaches? I was so in the moment, like, you know, there were guys that weren't playing. We're talking about it. You could hear it. But we were so in the moment that we were like, well, there ain't shit we can do about it. Just play better and keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we didn't have a moment on the sideline. We were like, oh, you know, poor us or no. you know, we're getting screwed. It, it, You know, you can't. And I think if we did, you would have saw them really separate. You would have saw the Steelers beat us by like in 20, 30 points. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when things like that go down. Um so I was proud of the guys. Uh, the, like I said, the whole week was a blur. There's way too many meaningless conversations with the media. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, just when you're in the game, it seemed like it, 
even though it's the longest game you ever played because you know the intros leading up to it you feel like you're waiting for two hours just to get to the first kickoff and then halftime right oh. and that's like a full-out stage Who, gets you, rolled out you guys were rolling, the, stones. rolling stones yeah <laughs> wow so wow. i mean and uh it was but it, it was wild but it was a production right it wasn't football like you know it i feel like we were prepared if we weren't prepared with how many things went wrong in that game um we would have got blown out but it was what, 21 10 i think was the final um they made some big plays when they needed to uh both offenses were kind of struggling we moved the ball well um passing the boys they they did move the ball just red zone struggles we missed a couple field goals um but we were just hoping hey we get josh that that last chance we know he'll come through he always did like there was nobody else I wanted with a, a game deciding field goal than Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I was just looking it up here. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I haven't, you know, I was just thinking about it for myself because I remember where I was. I remember watching the game, obviously glued to the TV, and um, I. But I the like the game, the specific moments. I can remember specific plays, but I don't remember sort of the order that they took place in. You know. Um, mm-hmm. so looking it up is sort of refreshing my memory. Yeah, man. It's just, that was a, the play going into halftime. It was, that, yeah, go seven, oh, go ahead. seven, like seven that? to three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steelers. the play that stood out the most, you know, I know Willie Parker had the 75 yard run. Um, that shouldn't happen in the third we to open the third quarter. There. They scored in yep. 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, after we threw a late interception, Heinz Ward threw the reverse pass or Randall out through the first pass to Heinz Ward for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Heinz got the MVP. I really felt like Randall, you know, no disrespect to Heinz. I feel like Randall L deserved MVP of that game. If you go back, which I don't want to, and look at it, when Kelly Hernan picked off that interception and went 70 yards the other way, Randall L is in the middle of the fucking end zone. I'm talking probably 20 yards from the interception and Kelly's going down the sideline. Randall just goes straight down the middle of the field and then intercepts the angle at a 45. And it's just one of the greatest plays that I think always gets overlooked. Um, maybe I'm happy it gets overlooked because I don't have to watch it every play, but <laughs> I remember seeing that yeah. on the field live. And I was like, that's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks, I you know the stats. He outgained the Steelers in that game, three ninety six to three thirty nine. But um, it was just the yeah twenty first downs to their fourteen. Um, the offense was doing it, but obviously we know some key flags and just some bad calls. What was and, the turnovers? What was the turnover ratio? Uh, they had two. You guys had one. Officially, Damn. yeah, we won now. And Big Ben didn't score. Yeah. And, well, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. It's not just the it's not just the flags. It's the, I mean, he's the ball is not over the goal line. It's like I was it's not even. Me and Didi Lewis, Lewis made. I mean, Didi Lewis made the play of the game right there. Like I took me and Bus went head up, and Ben was behind him, and he fell, and Didi came over the top and hit Ben, and it's as close as it gets, you know. And that was at a time when the replay. 
irrefutable evidence, right? Yeah. And they were so scared to overturn anything. Yeah. Yep. They weren't. They yep. weren't overturning anything. They, there's no way that touchdown stands in today's NFL. Not Heck a no. chance. Not a chance. What was Ben's? What was Ben's stats? Give me his stat line. Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, Roethlisberger, nine of twenty-one for one twenty-three oh. and two interceptions. He didn't have a touchdown? And then it doesn't have his – the quick stat line doesn't – let me see. i got to go to the full box where it doesn't have his rushing stats just listed because that's just on the side of the – hold on a second. That's He's got uh, seven carries. He had seven carries for 25, and then, of course, the one touchdown, which is debatable. Mm. Yeah. The bus only went for 43 on you guys. 14 carries for 43. Willie Parker. Willie oh, Parker. I don't want to. I don't want to hear. Yeah. It. <laughs> no, that's a name I haven't thought of in a while either. By the way. Wow. Sean though, twenty carries for ninety-five. Hass, twenty-six Wait, of like t- Hass. And a half? Hass almost threw the ball fifty times. Forty-nine attempts. Is that four and a half a carry for Sean? Four point eight. Uh, with Run a long of twenty-one. Who was the leading receiver for the Seahawks, McNeil? <laughs> Trivia. Who was the leading receiver? Jack. Oh, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear Lofa, but I'm going to guess. I'm not going to guess wrong, so I'm not guessing. (laughs) Come on. You got to give us a guess. Bobby Ingram. Okay. Lofa, who'd you say? Had to be DJ. I feel like we've thrown the ball like 10 times. Any other guesses? Anyone else in the room? Any guesses that the leading Seahawks wide receiver yardage-wise? The only other possibility is Joey J. I know he had a long one. Well, Bobby Ingram uh, had six receptions, however, did not mm. finish with the most yards. Uh, Joe Jerevicious, uh, yep. five receptions for 93 on the day. Joey was a beast. It's an interesting uh, little trivia thing there. How about our man Lofa? You guys want to guess how many tackles in the game? 14. No. 14 from McNeil. Lofa, do you remember? Six. Katie, you got a guess? 12. Nine. Six of them solo. Yeah. And then they got you for a PD. Is that pass defended? Yeah. I don't want to talk about that one. I was supposed to be in the deep middle of the field in my defense, literally. (laughs) Uh, In your defense and your defense? (laughs) Yes. Uh Yes. Pun intended. And... They threw, it was a stick route, and three went to the flat. And it, it was like, when you're the middle linebacker, you have deep middle in cover two, you're supposed to get your ass back. That's the curl players. And Leroy was right there. But I believe it was like a second and 10 or third and 10. Third quarter, we were facing that side. Yeah, it was third quarter. And I jumped it because I was like, well, I have no other threat deep. Two and three went out. One goes vertical. He goes to the safety. So just animal instinct. I jumped it. And then I looked back at Ben. I was like, he's not going to throw this. And then he looked at me and he was like, I'm going to throw this. <laughs> and he fucking threw it. <laughs> it's, and so last second, instead of jumping in front, which I had done, so it's what I, same route I picked in Philly. Um, I batted it. And Leroy almost caught the deflection. I thought he did because I couldn't see behind the – I think it was Jeremy Tooman was the tight end. 
Uh, but yeah, I still think about that fucking play. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think I had to. <laughs> Yo, how about some linebacker play in that game, though? I mean, you got nine tackles, six six solo. Leroy Hill, and by the way, leading tackler on the team uh, in total tackles, Lofa in that game. And then uh, Leroy right behind you with eight total tackles, seven of them solo. How about your linebackers, McNeil, in that game? Come on, right? They're, they're going crazy. We've had really good linebackers forever, it Dude. seems like. Absolutely. And then uh, Bullware. Bullware also is on there, man. Uh, what else? Who yeah. had this? Our linebacker tried to tackle Bo Jackson on the goal line in the 90s. <laughs> That's true. They, well, did they, though? <laughs> I don't know if they did. I don't, work on your references there a little bit. <laughs> um, let's see here. Sacks. Uh, anybody get a sack that you remember, Lofa? Oh, yeah, there was one. Grant Wistrom? Yep. Yep. One sack of uh, Ben that day. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Super Bowl, man, you know? Super Bowl. Fucking Superman. The big game, man. The big, big game. Yeah. Uh, well, look, and but th- that's the thing. You look at this website here, and it doesn't show the full story. You know, and Wait, you rarely you, get the full story when any of these big games are decided, really. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let's go to it then. What was the penalties for? I don't even know if it's listed on. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to. I'm just on well, ESPN. They scrubbed it, huh? They scrubbed it. From <laughs> it never happened. I don't know. I'll, where I'll, they find, it. I'll find it while y'all continue. Yeah, McNeil, you get into it there. He'll figure it out. Um, I mean, the full play by play is here, but would that show flags and stuff? Maybe. You know what the worst part about it all? Huh. Obviously, other than not getting a ring, not getting a parade. <laughs> but when people introduce you now, it's like, because I go to like these events. Uh-huh. And, you know, let's say Pro Bowl, All Pro, Super Bowl participant. Can't you oh. just call me an NFC champion? Oh, oh come on. <laughs> yeah. Participant? No, I wouldn't do that to you. No, if I had the mic, I wouldn't do that. No. Oh, it's happened. No, I Are won't you ready? Okay, yep. Steelers were penalized three times. <sighs> oh, come on. That's the first one. And then the Seahawks were seven. Okay. How, how many yards for them? The website doesn't say yards, but I do remember two crucial DPI calls. That were some BS. Mm-hmm. And then there's a video on the Seahawks YouTube channel that says top 10 controversial calls in the Super Bowl, which means there was 10 bad calls, according to the franchise. Yeah. Well, uh, the, 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 the NFL network has that show top 10 and they, they used to have top 10 bad calls. And I think like number one or at least number two was just the entire Super Bowl that Lofa played in was always listed on NFL network as just the, not like one bad call. Just that whole game was just a bad call. It's just so, and it felt so Seattle, man. I got to tell you, like being a fan my whole life, and you had just gotten there, but to have that happen to my team, it felt just so Seattle. It was like it, it, it couldn't have gone any other way against you guys. You were doomed just from just by the city you hail from. I mean, I'm sorry. It just it's the way it goes up there sometimes. The only one that I really had issue with, I get the D-Jack push-off. They were both you know, jostling back and forth, what have you. Yeah. Um, the 
offsides, there's two actually, now that I think about it. The offsides that they didn't call when they called Locklear for holding and Hass hit Jeremy Stevens Jeremy down Stevens. to like the two or three yard line. Yeah. They called Locklear for holding. The nose, Hampton and Hagen's, the DN, were both offsides. And so that's what we thought the flag was for. We're like, all right, yeah, decline it. And then they started marching us backwards. We were like, what the fuck? And then I think a play or two later, Hass throws the pick and he makes one of the greatest tackles I've ever seen in Super Bowl history. He goes through a guy around the thigh boards, you know, mm-hmm. to get the guy to get the guy that's, you know, on the sideline. And it was amazing. And then they start marching off another 15 because they call block below the waist. Oh, oh yes, was, that's right. It was just and then like a play or two later, the the reverse touchdown happened. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Those, the those block are two that were Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The block below the waist. Yeah. And, and the fact that they, they even called it a block, it's it's a tackle. It's not even not even calling it the what it was. Calling a quarter. It was a beautiful tackle too. Can you imagine if they threw a, a flag on Patrick Mahomes for making a tackle after he throws an interception? <laughs> I was really proud of Hass, man. That that was a beautiful tackle. Yeah, it was. He like if he misses that. That's seven right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, we, uh, we, how about some epicseats.com? Epicseats.com, everybody? Or should we move on to talk about the the new Super Bowl? Or Yeah? More, more of a want-to-get-away moment with the energy we were just displaying. <laughs> okay, let's go Delta. Delta. <laughs> a Delta.com. Delta. Delta.com, everybody. <laughs> want to get away? Uh, yeah, you know, you know what, man, like I hope I know, look, I didn't play in the game. I know you, you feel how you feel about it and, and, and whatever. I have to tell you though, from a fan perspective, it is, it is painful and it can, it can suck to think about sometimes and all of the above, but at the same time it is, and I, I've told you this before off mic, I'll tell you on mic, it's what launched the Seahawks to what they are now. It, it brought the city behind that whole team in a way that the city had never been behind that team before. I mean, you guys, like, what you guys did and really kicked off in our city, uh, no matter how much it might be painful to look back at that, I think the real ones really understand, you know, what you guys gave us. And um, I think we'll always be grateful for that, man. So I know, I you know, I know it's painful, but, and it is for us too. But also it's, we kind of have to laugh after a while because... For us, it is just very Seattle, <laughs> you know. For you guys, I understand you can't laugh, but for us, it's just, uh, yeah. Twenty thirteen helped a lot. About it. Right, twenty thirteen did What's help a lot deal? for the. Well, twenty thirteen oh, yeah. helped a lot for the fans for sure. And I think, look, the NFL, the NFL understood, man. They hiked that ball squarely over Peyton's head. They were like, "Look, we're gonna just give this one to Seattle right away." Here you go, Cliff Averill. That kickoff return was the best play I've watched live ever. Yeah, thought. man, totally. Uh, wait, hold mm. on. Let, you know what? Let's hold on. Let's talk about good Super Bowl times. But yeah. I do. I did start telling you about Delta, so let's finish that up. Delta.com, everybody. It's the only airline we fly around here. They are the best. They're always on time, most of the time. You know, I, I don't think I can say always legally. I don't want their lawyers coming after me, but... They're on the time most of the time, and they're very comfortable, and they're amazing. Sign up for 12 status. Get ready for next year. Um, 
Because the Seahawks, uh, anytime they throw for a yard, you get an extra mile. So make sure you're signed up for 12 status. And it's Delta.com, everybody. Um, You know, McNeil, you bring it up, but I wanted to talk about other Super Bowls since it is Super Bowl week. And our team has been three times. And no matter how joyful or painful it is, we're all fans. Let's talk about it. So then they go again, Lofa. And where were you for that one against Peyton? Costa Rica buddy's bachelor party. Wow. Just drinking beers, beautiful weather, and the Hawks rolling. Yes. I mean, it was total 180 from Detroit. <laughs> from the first snap. From the first snap, you knew shit was on. It was it was incredible. And then yeah. you got one of the best offenses at the time, the best offense the league had ever seen with Peyton. Mm-hmm. And you got one of the best defenses. This was their second year in a row being number one, which they would go on to be number one for two more years, wow. four total. Hadn't mm. been done since the 60s Browns or some shit. Yeah. It was everything that, you know, Hawk fans expected and wanted. Yeah. And my I, my favorite play, because we, we were just talking about that. Yeah, go for it. Ha- either has to be, you know, Cam just destroying the receiver across the middle you know setting the tone yeah or malcolm phenomenal phenomenal linebacker you know winning the mvp that that pick and taking it 70 yards the other way yeah was insane yeah that was pretty good uh, i was like whoa what a day i mean you talk about now everything i said about being a seahawk fan so going into the game nervous as hell just i know we're gonna get screwed somehow this has happened before we're going against the golden boy peyton and i he he just moved over to denver i the conspiracy theories for me were running wild i just knew we were gonna get it handed to us somehow and when that snap went over his head i i i it's not that i relaxed all the way but man it felt good and then when they were up, what, 26 nothing at some point? It was just, it was we were, ugly. oh, we were cruising. And then McNeil, the, the second half kickoff, so then that was 22 to nothing? It was 22 to zero. 29? And they, yeah. they tried to kick it away from Percy, but it, it ended up bouncing right to his face. <sighs> and it, it dragged all of the defenders into the middle of the field, so he had all of the space, too. Oh, man. So when did you, McNeil, when did you, I have some Seahawks buddies. We always talk about this, like that Super Bowl, because dude, I was nervous even through the third quarter, (laughs) but I just thought, (laughs) I mean, just as a Seahawks fan, I just thought, you know, is that what it was? Yeah. After Percy's. Yeah. 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 That's about where I relaxed a little bit as well. But even then I thought, you know, it's Peyton. You just never know. Right. Yeah. But the Legion of Boom wasn't going to let that happen. Just sit there and be like, dang, I guess the game's over. Yeah. It has to be, I think, though, even with what the offense did or what, how many points the Seahawks put up and all of that, uh, defensively, Lofa, for for me, it's got to be one of the best defensive performances in Super Bowl history, if not the best defensive performance in Super Bowl history. Even with the botched snap, I mean, the rest of the game, that, that defense was just lights out. Eight points. Yeah. Okay. They were the show. The defense scored nine points themselves. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, that was my favorite thing to say after that game is that the defense beat Peyton by themselves anyway. If <laughs> yeah. you just took the defensive scores, yes. you beat them nine to eight. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's crazy. That's where I thought it was a little carried away. You know, end of 12, Russell played out of his mind. Offense scored like 50 points, four straight weeks. It had never been done. Um, and then 13, he was rolling. But you have to remember what got him there was Marshawn Lynch and the number one defense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That NFC Championship game was was wild, the first one. Is that San Fran? The San Francisco yeah. one. My yeah. mom and I were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we were there was no space to breathe, but we were all going crazy for like seven hours after that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that I was – don't remember where wins. I was. Dude, that whole run, that whole run through the through that playoffs, the the tip because the tip there was another tip before the tip. Don't forget, there was another tip. There were two tips that season. That whole, I, that was just incredible. That team was incredible. They were always in the right place at the right time. The way that that defense, the way that they would tip it to each other on purpose, just because they knew it was like they were playing hockey. Like where they got you know how like hockey players will just flip it behind themselves because they know their players there. Like that defense was just. Never seen anything like it. That was I don't think we ever will. Malcolm again. Smith again. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, same guy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good things happen, kids, when you run to the ball. <laughs> wow. It's my patches O'Hulahan. What a well, game. Do you think do you think a first round buy is is really important for playoff teams? Yeah, absolutely. Um that one week of rest and how much more energy and how fresh you are getting out there we had it my first year and then my next two years and even my sixth year we were were, we had home games to start all-star or wild card weekend and then we went on the road for both divisionals all three divisionals and it was just night and day you could tell you know how good they were they were just ready to go and you're on fumes, man. You, you haven't had a buy, depending on when the buy is, one of the weeks, one of the times we had in like week five. So it's like 14 straight weeks. The, the defense was lights out, but the way that the offense was doing it and who they were doing it with, and we've talked about this a thousand times, but like Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse just both being undrafted beasts. Uh, I mean, who, who wins the Super Bowl with both your starting wide receivers being undrafted? That's just unheard of. Well, I mean, we still had Sid. Was sure. Sid hurt for that game? No, he, uh, was, I don't know if he was hurt, season. but he was on that team. Yeah. He was on the team because uh, those were our two big acquisitions. They were both from the Vikings. And Percy, um, yeah. Sid and Percy. And, um, but, yeah, the roles that Curse, because Curse and Baldwin were still on, like, every special team. I mean, they are absolute savages because that's a, that's a lot to ask from a rookie receiver, both of them. And to also step in, actually, it was Curse's rookie year. It was uh, Baldwin's second year. They both had a touchdown in that game, didn't they? Really, both of them. Really yeah. nice touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Curse had a catch, and I think it was like a eighteen or twenty yarder that he made. Like three people missed a tackle. That was the one where he could really breathe. The spin cyclone. Yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. that was wild, dude. Amazing. And then you know, confetti coming down, and it just what a relief. I remember. Uh, my my best Seahawk buddy and I, we taped the game while it was on, and then the next the next day after we had won, then my that same buddy came back over and we rewatched the tape. 
That's pretty cool. And ate dinner. We went two days in a row. Let's watch it again. And it was just as fun the second time. That snap goes over his head, and we were just enjoying ourselves the best. And then, and then of course, the next year, which if we're going to talk Super Bowls, we got to go through it a little bit, I think, just because you want to talk NFC Championship games. I mean, the San Francisco one was amazing, but that gr- comeback against Green Bay might have been one of the greatest football games of all time. If the Super Bowl goes the other way, I think it really does get that boost. It kind of gets overshadowed because of what happened in the next game, but that comeback is ridiculous. And the John Ryan throw... Russell crying. I mean, he threw what, five interceptions or something. Four or five. Four. Something like that, yeah. And they, all those interceptions were going Jermaine Curse's way, but also, and then he's the hero at the end. And ah, that game was ridiculous. Where were you for that one, McNeil? So for that one, I was at this my mom's friend's house, and when Jermaine scored that touchdown, I spilled beer everywhere on accident. Not my own beer, but I kicked it on accident. I was 14. <laughs> but my, my funny Super Bowl thing is, after the first one, I told myself, oh, I can't make it to the parade, but I'll go to the next one. Oh. And then we make it back to the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah. Then they're on the goal line. You're checking your schedule. Yeah. Well, can't come into work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, that was rough. Lofa, where were you for well for both of those games really the Packers because the Packers game was incredible but then of course there's the Super Bowl also. Yeah, I was just back home in Massachusetts. We had moved back there in '12 when I signed with the Falcons, so I was just back home, and I told my friend when the Green Bay game was happening, I go, I guarantee you they come back and win this game. Mm. And, uh, and they did. And just all the events that led up to it, John Ryan throwing that touchdown pass, um, Russell marching them down, the two-point conversion just to tie or go up by three, Aaron Rodgers marching them right back down in 20 seconds, kicking a field goal to force <sighs> overtime. Um, us, the onside kick that we had to get. Yes. Um, yes. It's just so One much in a million. in their favor. Yeah. But that's that – it's got to be – Pete's favorite game out of all. I mean, the Super Bowl, of course, hoisting the trophy and everything. But that is what he preached. You know, just no matter how ugly it gets, keep believing that you're going to win. So I bet you if you asked him, he would point to that one as uh, one of his favorite games Man, to have coached. That script was amazing. <laughs> that was just, I mean, they wrote an all-time episode. On that game. That was just incredible. It was wild, man. It was wild. I, uh, it's funny. Uh, so the TV show that I was on, on MTV, MTV's awkward. Uh, when I did high school for a second time, um, we used to shoot on the weekends at a real high school because the kids wouldn't be there because it's on the weekend. So our schedule was such that we always worked on the weekend, which meant I always worked during football games. And the Packers championship game was no different and it was terrible so where was i i can point to tv show episodes that are on tv they're on mtv and if you and i watch together i could be like this was the day this the packers are on in the background and we had the game on you know some crew guys like had it on a laptop or whatever and i kept running over and checking and of course russell's just throwing pick after pick and i'm just like feeling helpless and i'm at work and i'm trying to like pretend like I'm a sophomore in high school and it's just the whole thing's a mess. And then of course they start coming back and my other buddy on the show is a big Seahawk fan. And so 
I, and I knew they were kind of coming back and I was keeping tabs, but then we're in the middle of shooting a scene where I was away from the screen for a while. And, and, and then that's when they won. And my buddy, I didn't see it happen, but my buddy comes running into the room. The door bursts open. We're in the middle of a take. Like we're <gasps> shooting the show. And he just opens the door. He goes, they won! <laughs> no way! And I go running over. And then we ran to each other and jumped midair to do the like chest bump thing midair. And he's way bigger than I am. And I go flying. I damn near like broke my elbow. Like it was insane. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> and then the, and then for the Super Bowl, we begged to get off of work because it was on a Sunday. And we're like, please just shoot any other scene. <laughs> please. And um, there's a scene in the show that season where all the girl characters were playing in a, in a powder puff football game at the high school, all the characters. And so they said, yeah, we'll shoot that scene the day of Super Bowl Sunday because you guys aren't in that scene because it's all the girls. And we're like, all right, great. So they shot a football scene on Super Bowl Sunday so that we could go watch the football game. Anyway. Yeah. And then there was the Super Bowl. I mean, there was the Super Bowl. Chris Matthews. Yeah. Chris Matthews that, a beast. That touchdown he had, I was like, whoa, we have ourselves a 6'5", like, like, baller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone, does anyone want to talk about the Super Bowl or should we just move on right past just it? just move on. Yeah. The thing that bums me out about it the most is that obviously I'll just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I have to say it. The thing that bothers me the most about it is that <laughs> Packers game because it, it almost like, because mm. those two games back to back, if they, we all know, if they seal the deal, if they do, I don't care if they run it, throw it, if Russell does a magic trick and appears in the end zone, I don't care how they <laughs> score, if they score there and they seal the deal, those are the two greatest football games back-to-back I think that anyone would have ever seen. Agreed. The, the catch that Jermaine Curse had to set them up to get them down there? I, Unreal. Forget David Tyree's catch. Anyway. Oh, well. Fine. I'll be fine. McNeil doesn't even listen to this. McNeil doesn't even want to talk about it. It's that painful. Maybe someday. Well, I had a surgery. I had a surgery the next day too. Oh gosh. So, yeah. Let's not so talk about cool. it. It's, yeah, it's see, too we soon. We started still. the show on a real. No, downer. it's uh, this, brought it, no. brought it back up. Let's stay up. All right. Fine. Let's talk Mariners. <laughs> you know what? We've been stalling long enough. Before we uh, get into the 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 real Super Bowl and give you our predictions, we have to talk about some breaking news with our Seahawks. There's a new era. Whoever's going to take us to the next Super Bowl might be here now. Lofa, got to get your take on Mike McDonald. Uh, not the singer from the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I had to look that up. Oh, wait a minute. You mean that guy? Yeah. But no, uh, it's the young whiz kid on defense. He's a defensive guy. What are your thoughts? I mean, big news. That's a big get. Yeah. Uh, we are no longer coachless in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> so that's been fun to do radio interviews lately. I'm not projecting who it could be, but uh, what he did in Baltimore. I know it's a small sample size, but you lead the league in takeaways points and um and scoring yeah it's never been done in the modern era of football so i'm excited because what we need work on is the defensive side of the ball 
So uh, I know every lot of people are like, oh, let's go offense because you see all these offense coordinators getting hired. And then there is like a stat kind of skewed in terms of playoff wins by an offensive head coach and a defense. You can either lead or you can't. And and this man can lead. He's shown that he can lead. And so uh, I'm excited to see who he adds to his staff. I think that's probably the 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 most difficult part of being a first-time head coach is but you have both Harbaugh's to lean on in terms of hiring you know I, I they worked for both he worked for both of them for several years I think it has a good relationship they just hired a Harbaugh see there you go yeah they hired Even Jay family. Jay Harbaugh the son Harbaugh there you go one of their kids yeah. who's got it better than to Jay point, Harbaugh exactly nobody <laughs> So they're going to bring some of that energy to the Seahawks. I, I'm for it, man. I, I like the hire. I The NFL is changing all the time. I don't think anyone can predict this versus that or whatever, like offensive coach, defensive coach. Who cares? I Win. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm down for a new attitude. I think we talked about on this show that the names are there. The players are there, we think. These are, I mean, on paper, this roster is stacked, especially on defense. So if he can come in and have a bunch of ideas of how to put these players in the right place, that's what your coach is supposed to do, right? And so if you, if the majority of your players are over there, it stands to reason you'd go with a coach that's a bit over there a little. And they can hire an offensive guy, right? McNeil, who do, who do you want them to hire as a coordinator? I think that's the, you know, on so the I've offensive side of the ball. That's the real question. There's two names I would... Be, I think would be really cool is the enemy and then Grub. If we could steal Grub from mm-hmm. the trader, Kalen DeBoer, I'd, I'd, it would just be closure. <laughs> For you, I guess. <laughs> he's also a good OC. Yeah, no, he, he is. not hurt. Yeah. He's not hurt at all. Uh, he's a good offensive coordinator. Or B enemy too. Hey, what about B enemy though? B enemy that's a, like, a name that everyone's throwing around uh, last offseason, he didn't get hired as a head coach anywhere. Now this offseason, he didn't get hired again as a head coach, but seems like it would be a great hire. I'd be all for that one. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he went over there and uh, put up some serious numbers with Hal. Hal was the leading passer for much of the season until the, the very end. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has a good offense. He's, he's had one in Kansas City, and Ram went over there, and he, he called the plays finally for the commanders. So he looked like He's, he's he's got what it takes, you know, a good offensive mind. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a matter of time. He'll he'll get his chance, man. It's these things are so crazy, and it's like coaches just get recycled. Like one guy, oh, I was a coordinator here, and now I'm a coordinator over here. Like you get the chance to head coach, and then you bounce back down to coordinator. Like it is very hard to keep consistency, and you have to win. You win, and that'll keep the the structure in the team. And even then. When you win too much, you get pillaged. Your coaching staff get pillaged <laughs> for all these, all these new up and coming names. Yeah. So, it's it's tough, man. It really is. What do you think about um, these new head coaches and and the the kit, the drip, the style? He came to the press conference in a hoodie and Jordans, which he's us. I love it, but also we're in a new era, aren't we? These coaches now. I mean, we're both wearing hoodies, so why can't they? But I'm just pointing it out. Hey, man, just be yourself. Yeah, I like it. It's the only, it's the only way you're gonna you know work, uh, succeed in this league. Seems like the new. Guys... It's like the new uniform out there, though, isn't it? <laughs> Joggers in a hoodie. 
show off the I ankles. I haven't kept up with the fashion that much. No? You look like you're fitting right in. No. It's just a hoodie. Okay. Katie, no suit at the press conference. Hoodie and Jordans. I love it. You like it? <laughs> love it. All right. Okay. He he coached one of our players in 21. It's Mike Morris. Yeah, in Michigan. He was at the uh, introductory, like, thingy, thingy, whatever. Cool. The thingy, thingy. <laughs> the thing the where he was wearing the Jordans. You know. It's like when he walked into the big room and, he, and they're all like, woo. Does he keep the basketball hoop? Yeah, he better. <laughs> or else what? You, you go not... down there with a, a torch? <laughs> How are you not sure that Pete didn't take it with him? <laughs> well, Pete's still in the building, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what about the Super Bowl that we're going to play? They're going to play in a minute here. Let's talk about that. EpicSeats.com. They probably got seats to the Super Bowl. Or if you have Super Bowl seats and you want to sell, you can do it with EpicSeats.com, everybody. Mention Take 12. And receive an extra twelve dollars when you, uh, or receive an extra twelve dollars per ticket that you sell with them, or get twelve percent off when you spend a hundred. It's epicseats.com, everybody. Uh, we talked a lot about it on the last episode. We'll touch on it in this episode. We're a Seahawks podcast, so that's why we talk mostly Seahawks. But the Chiefs and the Niners are gonna play a game <laughs> to determine which one of them gets a trophy, <laughs> and then we all have to suffer. <laughs> with one of them being the Super Bowl champion. Uh, I'm rooting more for the players in this one than I am for the teams, I have to be honest. There's a couple players on both teams that I actually like and root for, even some Niners, no matter how gross that is. Um, But I can't really root for either team, Lofa, but you can tell us what's going to happen. Mahomes gets his third ring. Boom. Done. Go Clyde Sales. (laughs) yeah i think so too i think they're gonna win this one and and not just because of taylor swift but because of taylor swift and state farm (laughs) and pfizer yeah and or it could be the new madden jinx we'll see yeah oh yeah all right. You got a final score prediction on this thing? 31-27, Chiefs. Ooh. I just That's a good game. He's played his best in the biggest games. And the Niners have to play perfect. And what does that mean? Hand the ball off to McCaffrey. And Purdy doesn't have to be perfect. He just can't turn the ball over. That's how you beat these guys. Because that is a tough defense that the Chiefs have. For the first several years, first three or four, it was all on Mahomes' arm. It's Now it's a, a well-balanced team. And I don't think the Chiefs' defense is getting enough credit for what they, they did you know, on the road against Josh Allen, on the road against uh, Lamar. It's going to be a tough day out there. But points, I think points will be, you got to score points to keep up with these guys. How many roughing the passer calls will Mahomes get in his favor? Three. Oh. Three. That's a lot. Man. Lopa, when was the last repeating champion, if there is one? The Patriots. Patriots. I think three and four. Three and four. It would have been the Seahawks. 
Oh, interesting. Vegas, too. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, you guys, uh, as, uh, yeah, producer Katie's telling me, wrap it. I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. It was a We're nice therapy for MVP. For There's the I got theme Kelsey song. for MVP. There's the theme song. Um, you got Kelsey for MVP? Yep. Ah, uh, oh boy. They might, well, he's going to have to have a, at least one, but he, he's going to have to have two. Unless he has just a ton of yards. He's going to okay. get it all. One TD and 120 plus, they might give it to him. He's got to have like six or seven receptions and a big one that ch- changes the game. Otherwise, they give it straight to Mahomes. The one reason they could give it to Kelsey is so they get Tay-Tay down on the field because you know they want her down there. They're going to have Taylor Cam. Will she make it? Won't she make it? I got eight receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Boom. Oh, you guys told me to. I wrote this down because you guys told me to bring this up. You guys, everybody listening, watch for Mahomes getting the roughing calls because his helmet is so loose and sits so high on his head that it looks like his helmet snaps back even when it barely gets touched. I think he does it on purpose to get those calls. And by the way, good for him. That's called playing the game, Holmes. Savvy vet. It's called playing the games, Mahomes. His yeah. helmet is tall. It's like two feet tall. Yeah, he does. I'm telling you, he does that on purpose so that it flops around and it looks like he gets hard, hit harder. It, it, he does take some shots, though. He's a tough He's guy. Tough kid. But the optics on it help get those flags. And good for him. I'd do it, too. Maybe Purdy should loosen that thing up. How are we feeling about Usher? Somebody, somebody, we have someone on just cutting out stuff all the time, right? Okay, good. Um, I, dude, I'm, I'm excited for Usher. I don't really, it, it kind of like made me raise an eyebrow when I heard it. I was like, huh, really? Cause it's not, it doesn't scream Vegas or anything. Like it sort of is, uh, non-contextual a little, but, eh. That's the part where Lofa gets up and goes gets another Stromboli, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, I watch the commercials. I look for commercials. Yeah. You guys can watch the commercials too. Email us which one's your favorite. favorite. <laughs> Seahawkspod at gmail.com. Hey, that's it for us, everybody. Thanks to Wiener Schnitzel. Thanks to Delta. Thanks to Epic Seats. Uh, Simply Seattle Pack Back. All of that. Uh, enjoy the big game and we will be back next week to tell you what we thought of everything that happened and all the penalties and all the shots of Taylor Swift and all of the controversy or, or, or whatever, or the power going out or the, the, the bets coming in, whatever. We'll be here to talk about it all. Break us down, Lofa. You got it, partner. Uh, Katie? Huh? I don't know. Uh, McNeil, what do you got? Old Mike McDonald. Oh, new coach on three, new coach on me. <laughs> One, two, three, Mike McDonald, the new coach. Yay! New coach. Woo! Yay! We're excited. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.